featherweight prospect Anthony Gutierrez. What's going on, Anthony? Uh, how's life on your side of the world right now? Uh, it's not bad. Uh, we're slowly getting back to normal. Our uh, our gym was shut down for a little bit, so all the classes um, were at a halt. I run a kids mixed martial arts and jujitsu program, so that takes up a lot of time, and that all got put on halt for a little while. So uh, it's it's good to be back to you know the swing of things and with training and everything. So that's pretty much it. Are you able to do uh? online classes with the kids i'm pretty sure that's that's got to be difficult right i didn't do it but our gym did it we have uh, a couple different locations and one of the instructors was able to do like an online course that was kind of intimidating for me because i mean mixed martial arts is hard enough to teach when you're right there in jiu-jitsu let alone through a camera phone so but our gym did it and it seemed to be a pretty good hit that, that seems to be uh, the norm these days is doing everything through Zoom. And yeah. Um, got to do what you got to do, right? Exactly. You know, you got to survive. It's like survival tactics. That's what you need nowadays uh, in, in every situation. Uh, with uh, having the gym closed and not being able to compete, you know, it must put a financial burden on yourself. Has it hit you? Yeah. Yeah. Um... I do a lot of professional wrestling. Uh, I professional wrestle just about every weekend. And so that's a, you know, an important revenue stream. And then the kids mixed martial arts program that I teach is also another one. So with no, with there being no pro wrestling shows and then all the kids martial arts shutting down, there definitely was a, a concern with that. But Luckily, um, our gym was able to stay busy enough with personal training and things like that to keep going. So we ended up being okay. It didn't last um, too long. So, But if it would have gone any longer, it definitely could have been an issue. That's for sure. Did you have any uh, contact with any promotions down in Florida? Because I felt like wrestling was the first sport that came back in Florida, right? Yeah, so I wrestle um, under contract for a promotion called Evolve Wrestling. And um, their shows just got uh, put on complete hold. The WWE, they run their shows out of Orlando, Florida. And so they were able to just keep going through their performance center, excuse me, through their performance center and just keep doing shows as normal with no attendance, obviously. So the company that I work for, we haven't done a show since all the quarantine, but the WWE is still cooking. So them, the WWE and the UFC, they were pioneers in this whole thing as far as continuing to do shows and, and staying at it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's great, man, to see those two uh, avenues of entertainment being able to be out there first and foremost. Uh, now, with, with the pro wrestling, right, I saw in another interview you did, and you were talking about how you, you've been paid more in three years as a pro wrestler than pretty much your whole MMA career. Then the, the question comes up is, why do you still compete as a fighter when you're making this much money? You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, money is blood. You need money to survive. Yeah, I mean, really, like, I haven't made an insane amount of money in either sport. So it's not like I've made enough money to be like, oh, I can quit doing other things and be completely good. But the thing with pro wrestling is um, I've been really lucky from a market standpoint with the money I've made um, just by the full-time contracts I was able to get. Um, the first promotion that I worked for full-time, it actually was this just a startup company by this crazy millionaire dude 
who the company only lasted for like right over two years. And he was overpaying a ton of dudes, like full-time salaries. And so I was lucky enough to get in on that for two years. And then when that got over, I was able to get into a, with a promotion called Evolve Pro Wrestling, which is a pretty big independent professional wrestling company. And the money's not crazy or anything by that, you know, stretch of the imagination, but it's a consistent uh, income, like a, like a real job or something. And so with working, you know, over 100 matches in a year and just consistently wrestling, the money ended up being way more in a three-year period than I ever had in MMA. But it's both different. The reason why I'm motivated to continue to fight is, you know, me being 12 and 3 and on a five-fight win streak, it helps all my whole combat sports career. There's good opportunities in MMA that are on the horizon. And then also with professional wrestling, being where I'm at with Evolve, it's kind of at a point where I got to just, you know, continue pecking at both and, you know, try to get opportunities in both. They act, they, you know, they talk about how brutal the sport is to the body. Is it that brutal for you? Yeah. So the thing with pro wrestling is if you're wrestling once every week, once every two weeks, uh, for sure, once every week, it can be physical um, and brutal in a sense, but there's a lot of recovery time. It's when you get like a, it's when you get a full-time contract with a company like the WWE or New Japan to where you could be working, you know, a Monday night show and then a Tuesday night, Wednesday night house show. And then, you know, you're only home Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then you're back on the road doing, a, you know, a house show on Sunday or whatever. So you could be wrestling four shows in a week, um, weekly throughout the whole year. And that adds up to being just insanely hard on the body especially depending on what style of wrestling that you do uh but for me i haven't really had to experience a crazy enduring schedule um i like to stay busy and as busy as possible but i haven't really had a schedule that's that hectic um as far as the brutality it's just all about your style and your opponent and what you guys are wanting to do and what you know what's the story you're trying to tell but it can get crazy that's for sure yeah, some of the highlights that you see. I'm not like a guy that watches too much pro wrestling at all, but sometimes I do see the highlights on social media and and they do some insane I don't even know if you want to call it tricks, but stunts. Yeah, they call it stunts, oh, right? Yeah. And it's but it's yeah. real. It's like the realest thing you could see. Uh what is the goal for you? Or do you want to go to Japan cuz there's a lot of guys that feel like they they like that Japan style, or do you want to be in WWE where it's like the biggest superstars in the world are at? Yeah, I uh, my goals are in the WWE. I would like to wrestle for uh, WWE NXT and then in their Cruiserweight division and the 205 Live division. Uh, I think that's something that I could get going and uh, you know make a big mark on right away uh, sometime in the near future. Depending on what I can do there, with you know, determine my goals after that. But right now, it's NXT and WWE 205 Live, and uh, with me being contracted with Evolve, I'm not that far away from it. So just gotta keep plucking at it. And I think, you know, my MMA career plays a big part in that because I'm an MMA character inside of pro wrestling. So you know, me being you know possibly on the next Dana White Contender Series and you know fighting in the UFC just kind of helps with all that. So let's hope definitely well let's get back to the mma you know as an amateur in 2010 you fought some uh some decent competition in that year uh you know name a few julio arce ufc fighter chris holdsworth a tough i think he won tough right uh what yeah. do you remember most about those days 
man, it's crazy. Like one, you just think back about like, uh, you know, you're 19 years old. So it's like 10 years ago or whatever. Uh, I don't know. You said it was 2010. Yeah. And, you know, so just you think about like you think about the person you were then and just all around in life. And it's you were a kid. And then you think about who you are today. As far as the competition goes, those guys were studs then. You know, um, I was I fought 20 amateur fights and I ended my amateur career at 17 and three. I think when I fought Chris Holdsworth, he was like 12 and 0 at the time as an amateur. So he was a beast and he beat me up pretty good. And uh, and then I fought Julio Arce, who at the time was I want to say like 18 and 0 or something like that as an amateur. And we had a really competitive fight. And so uh, just it's kind of crazy to think I've been doing it for this long. And you think back on how you know funny you were back then as a kid. And it's just kind of trippy, you know. I, I'm not surprised that all those guys are killing it today. Yeah, man. Um, and that, that's the next step, right? For you to be there with those, with those fighters up there at the, at the biggest stage on the biggest stage. Uh, now throughout the, the years, you know, you had a couple speed bumps through your career and a couple of the speed bumps, they could have went your way, man. It's like one person, one judge would escort it your way. You would be sitting at only one loss. Right. And you look at yeah. MMA judging now, it's like, it hasn't really improved any in the last couple of years like people would expect. Do you believe it is broken, the the judging? Oh, you know, it definitely is broken. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say my career is a story about broken judging necessarily, even though they were controversial split decisions. But the thing with MMA is it's only, what, 25 years old. And so we're still fighting in cage sizes that are different, you know, sizes each time. You know, referees will allow you to grab the cage once or twice without taking a point. Eye pokes, you know, you don't really get points taken away. So it's just kind of a game of discretion. And I think with the people judging fights, um, I would say half of them don't practice mixed martial arts on a daily basis. So it's, um, you know, it's pretty wild when you think of about like, you know, just throwing out random names, Anthony Pettis versus a Donald Cerrone. And there's, you know, so much money going on. There's big business with advertisements and network deals and these two, you know, amazing athletes making all this money. And here you have, uh, you know, someone that's saying, okay, it's going to dictate 50% of your pay. You know how, you know, UFC pay works a lot of the times you get 200 grand to show 200 grand to win. Well, you have someone dictating that that isn't necessarily, you know, uh, dedicating their lives to judging that, which is an interesting thing. So it's kind of the Wild West still, um, you know, but it's it's fair at the end of the day. It's a level playing field for everybody. So it's not like it's, I guess, unfair because it's crazy. But uh, MMA is still a really new sport. And I think it's going to be one of those things where, like, you and me are going to be 65 and 70 and we'll be, like, flipping through Netflix. And we'll see MMA and just be like, holy crap, like, that was – you know, what were they thinking? You know, like with the things I just described, different, you know, the rules and whatnot. You bring up a good point about the universal, like making everything universal, you know, like the referees following the same protocol, like you mentioned with the grabbing the, the fence or, or eye pokes, you know, everybody's different. So, yeah, we got to get on the same page somehow. Uh, probably won't happen for many, many years until we're 60 or 65 or something like that. Now, uh, we'll see. When the right sport's now, like 50 years old. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, now, right now, you're on a, a five-fight win streak. Um, what is different about this win streak compared to the one that you had leading up to the Ultimate Fighter? 
oh, I'm just I'm five times the fighter, um, different person, a lot more mature. Uh, my skills are a lot better. I'm a lot stronger and bigger too. I'm a, I'm, I, I don't. My competition style mentally is a lot different too. Um, I think you could kind of understand that just being in MMA a lot. Uh, when you've grown up in a mixed martial arts training room and in a jiu-jitsu room, you're, you know, it's a, a special environment, especially when you're in the culture of fight camps and whatnot. And when you've been in the game for, you know, 10 years and trained around the world and been fighting for a while, it's just, you know, all the pieces and all the missing pieces kind of come together at the end with experience. And I would like to say I've aged like a fine wine with me having a veteran IQ inside of a prime 29-year-old frame. But, uh, you know, it's, I really do think now is my time as far as skill wise goes. And there's a huge difference, you know, now you only competed once last year. Uh, did you have a a difficult time trying to find opponents or were you, were there other reasons for only competing one time? Oh, there was a lot of different reasons. One, um, I was planning on fighting again that year. Uh, I was hoping that if I could get five fights in a row, it would land me a big MMA opportunity. As you know, local MMA opportunities aren't much at all as far as you know financial. So you always want to take a bout that can further your career to make it you know worthwhile. And I had five in a row, and I was wanting something a little bit bigger than I could find. And so a little combination of not being able to fight the right find the right opponent. Um, the right promotion, and then also my professional wrestling schedule picked up really big. And so with me being able to keep advancing in pro wrestling and make money doing that, it was just, you know, continuing to train MMA and wrestle every weekend and and wait on the opportunity. Now I'm kind of getting to the point where it's been a year since I fought, so I've got to make a move here on is it either going to be Dana White's Contender Series this summer or I'm going to have to take another fight. And so, you know, we'll see. You never know in this world. Like, you know, one week it's like, oh, nothing's going to happen. We'll have to take another local fight. And then before you know it, you know, your manager calls and says you're you're on Fight Island in 10 hours. So it's just you never know, you know. Yeah. Uh, ten, fight Island on 10 hours. That just sounds more sexier than anything else, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I'd go. Exactly. If you're a fighter. They tell you fight island in ten hours. Get on the plane right now. Pack your stuff. If you're a fighter, you're going. Like there's no hesitation. For sure. I mean, especially with the UFC. And for me, you know, competing in MMA. I started training at 15, and here I am coming up. I'm 29 years old. I don't have to fight in the UFC for me to like validate who I am as a mixed martial artist because I've been able to do that in the training room and competing inside my craft with some world-class guys over my career. So and also teaching and giving back. So I, uh, I'm definitely validated in what I've done in mixed martial arts, but it definitely, uh, I would say any mixed martial artist that's been at it as long as me wants the opportunity to at least just be able to put the feather in the cap of saying I was able to fight at the highest level and, you know, make a little bit of money, you know, if possible. And so that's definitely the goal. So fight Island on 10 hours notice or, preferably a a long 12-week camp on a big financial card you know any opportunity is great with the team that you're with right now who are your coaches and and the close training partners that you've been working with the last couple of years to get you to this point oh some you know names that you might know right now like james kraus uh, grant dawson 
uh, Megan Anderson, um, you know, those are Tim Elliott. Those are fighters I've trained with for a long time, and they're competing at the highest level. But Glory MMA has got a ton of killers and a ton of high-level pros that are fighting in that gym that you just haven't heard of. A lot of dudes with really stacked records and a lot of dudes that are just on the up-and-coming that are still fighting in the amateur ranks. So we've got a lot of killers out there, that's for sure. We've got a kid named Jeff Molina who's going to be on the next Contender Series at Flyweight. He's a young stud. He's 22 years old, and, uh, you know, he's a linky flyweight. He's really crafty and skilled. There's a lot of rumors about the Contender Series, and, and you mentioned earlier that you would like to get on that later this year. Uh, what have you heard about it? You know, there's there's been people that are confirmed to be competing, but there's no matchups. There's no dates yet. What have you heard? I've heard it's going to get pushed back from the original date. But I don't know how far it's going to get pushed back or the date it's going to get pushed back. But I heard they're going to allow a little bit more time, I would guess, just because the UFC is so busy putting on all these cards and this last minute type stuff. I'm sure the contender series is a little, you know, towards the end of their obligation. Yeah, yeah. That's what it seems like now. The the UFC is running around like a chicken with his head cut off, just putting slap, slapping everything together like it's not... Dude, I bet they're not sleeping. Just going, going, going. Yeah, yeah. Well, Anthony, man, I uh, I hope to see you in the UFC. I hope to see you in WWE. In in probably at the same time would be insane. It'd be like Deion Sanders, you know, when he yeah. played baseball and football at the same time. You know, it it I, you you it'd be historic, right? I don't think anybody's done that. Um, I don't think nobody's fought inside the UFC cage and in the WWE ring in the same year, but Brock yeah. Lesnar's popped back and forth. Oh, that's uh, Matt Riddle's popped back and forth, and then Shayna Baszler popped back and forth. But I want to do it actively in the same year. So you could do it like, like, uh, like I said, Deion Sanders. You fight UFC. You, you actually you do the wrestling first, and then you fly somewhere a month later. You're fighting in the UFC next. That's a big story right there. Dude, I think it would be cool to like fight on a wrestling show in the WWE and then go straight from there to your UFC weigh-ins and then weigh in and then fight all in the same week. That would be tight. Man, I'm all for it. I support you 100% in doing it. Thank you so much, Anthony, for the time and uh, good luck on getting signed and, and, and performing, man, because that's right now that everybody's in a situation where it's like uncertain, but uh, you have prospects, man, so keep, keep grinding. Oh. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for hitting me up. I'll talk to you soon.